If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Good evening. The opinions and statements voiced by our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this network. Enjoy the shows. You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, Birmingham, Alabama. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile, found sometime last week, has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Now historic films made in the spring of 1948 and just released show Enoetok preparing for heavily guarded and still largely secret tests of new atomic weapons. The test's purpose is to measure atomic effects on thousands of different materials, 30,000 tons of them, not, as at Bikini, to prove military effectiveness. San Francisco police say that nine persons have been arrested in a narcotics raid on the headquarters of the Grateful Dead, a widely popular singing group. Two members of the group, Rod McKernan and Robert Weir, and their business manager, Danny Rifkin, have been booked on suspicion of possessing narcotics. Three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. Neil Armstrong reporting their rolling pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. I'm going to step off the limb now. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, strange lights are causing a viral buzz on YouTube. Could we have caught extraterrestrial activity on a recent newscast? Brandon Arroyo investigates. As the newscast ended, the controversy began back on September 26th. What is that light shining in the back of the dark night sky? With coverage reaching all the way back to 1948, for over 70 years, Fate magazine has brought you reports of the strange and unknown, all of them true. Now, Fate Magazine Radio is carrying on that tradition of setting the standard in Paranormal Talk Radio as we report and discuss some of the most mysterious and perplexing phenomena imaginable in this strange world of ours. Now, here is your host of Fate Magazine Radio, Kat Hobson.
Good evening. Welcome to Fate Mag Radio, the online voice of Fate Magazine. I am Kat Hobson, your host, the voice of Fate, as it were. And I am so pleased that you are here. I have just been having a fantastic, fantastic week trying to get everything organized, get my research uh, in place. I've been doing all the things and enjoying the new issue of uh, Fate Mag, Fate Magazine at fatemag.com is where you can find that and order it and anything else that you might be interested in. We've got all kinds of good stuff there. Now, I am really pumped about tonight's show. Every so often, I will come across someone who is interested in doing research along the same lines as mine. The difference here is that my guest has been doing his for three decades, over three decades. And his book, which is a wonderful, comp- I mean, just compilation of so much information, is Behind the Cosmic Veil, A New Vision of Reality, Merging Science, the Supernatural, and, well, the Spiritual. I got those in reverse order, Thomas. You're just going to have to get on to me for that. I apologize. But... Um, Behind the Cosmic Veil, A New Vision of Reality, Merging Science, the Spiritual, and the Supernatural. And the author of this wonderful book, Thomas Fusco, is here with me tonight. Hi, Thomas. Hi, how are you? I am well. I am so glad to be able to welcome you here. Thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Well, I had to. I came across your book. And I was so taken with it that my highlighter is tired. I mean, (laughs) it is just about (laughs) worn out. (laughs) Oh, my. But it's interesting because um, you have really honestly put together really almost all the information you need to be able to go out, conduct good research, trying to discover various things that you know, they always seem to just just matter so much. You know, the the paranormal, the cosmology, the divine order, um, UFOs. I know that I'm missing so much, but, you know, it's all here, and I am enjoying it. Thank you. I know this This is an awful lot of work. The book came out in 71. Is that correct? <clears throat> it was published in uh, November of 2011. Why did I think? I don't know where I got that. I'm sitting here looking at your copyright. But what happened to you in 71 that you got started with researching this? I guess it's the 30-year thing. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. It has actually been that kind of afternoon here in the last few minutes. But 
life goes on. But oh, seriously, yeah. you've you've done this for over three decades. So it came together. You had your very own toe, that theory of everything. You've gone on when you get into the the paranormal side of things. I was taken aback to see that we shared so many opinions there relevant to having to have almost a primer to go by. Um, you equate it to the the elemental table. That's not right. But, well, yeah, it is. As far as physics and science go, you've got, you have to have a base. And you actually have created such a base that can even be expanded and, you know, moved beyond just where you left it if somebody were to take a notion to, like, drill it down even more. But you've done so much here. I have to say thank you. Well, you're <clears throat> you're quite welcome. Uh, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. Um, one of the uh, distinctions with my work, uh, particularly in the area of uh, the paranormal, uh, but any kind of a, a supernatural phenomenon, is that. Um, Generally speaking, what researchers do is to pick a particular type of phenomenon and then try to analyze it. They try to dissect it and see uh, what they can uh, figure out as far as explanations and causes. Um, mine was a kind of an opposite approach in that the way I looked at it is that the universe is a system that follows a given set of laws and principles. We understand that the universe does behave according to a fixed set of laws and principles uh, that apply everywhere in the universe. <coughs> We're still trying to understand them all but we understand there is there is definitely a set of laws uh, that govern it so my premise was this uh, what kind of a universe would allow paranormal phenomena to occur uh, how is the universe put together that would accommodate not only supernatural phenomena but also conventional uh, observations that are made by physics and science. Uh, and so it's kind of a top-down approach. And, uh, you know, the idea is that if our existing uh, understanding of the universe, if our existing understanding of physics uh, does not accommodate supernatural phenomena, has no place for it, has no explanation for it. Uh, and if we're going to understand or, or work under a premise that supernatural phenomena is actually a legitimate observation 
then if our systems, our existing systems, don't accommodate it, there's either something missing or something wrong with our current understanding of what we would have as a, a model of the universe. So my task was to come up with a different model of the universe that would not only accommodate the observations of science and physics, that we don't want to negate any of those, uh, but also would have a place for it, a framework in which uh, paranormal and supernatural phenomena could operate. And so that's what my book is about, and that's what uh, the theory of supergeometry uh, is expressed in a book. That's what it's about. It's a new vision of reality, as the book says. Well, you know, it's actually fascinating because you start with your quest for your theory of everything. And I'm actually very interested in that. I've, I have been exposed, read, and studied several different people's version of that and the most recent being um, My Big Toe which is kind of a funny title for a very serious book I'm very uh, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with it yeah mm-hmm. yes. but the way that you approached yours and your explanation was very succinct and interesting and not at all not at all far-fetched. So it's obvious that your base is very strong as you approach these topics. And well, you're pretty I, brave. Uh, <laughs> well, I was pretty, I was pretty driven. Uh, but how would I, how would I phrase it? Um, in established physics, we also have a collection of anomalous observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so these anomalies also point to the fact that we do not have a complete model of reality. Our, our model of physics is, is somewhat, there's something incomplete or missing about it. Uh, so, there is a need to formulate a more comprehensive theory of everything. And the other aspect about it is that it needs to have, it needs to be scientifically meaningful. Um, People often confuse at least, you know, uh, in non in non-scientific circles, uh, they often confuse uh, notions, uh, speculations, uh, hypotheses as actual scientific theory. Uh, in the alternative yes. field, yes. you know, the word theory is tossed around so much it's ridiculous. Uh, and most people who are using it out in the general public really don't have any idea what it means from a scientific perspective. Uh, but one of the things that every 
theory does, uh, scientific theory, is that it makes predictions that are experimentally testable. And that's something that my theory does that pretty much most everything else in this field uh, doesn't do. And when I say this field, I'm talking about, quote, unquote, the alternative thought field. Yes. Uh, they make a lot of, you know, good arguments and they present a lot of uh, good ideas. But it has to be able to accommodate all observable phenomena. Plus, it has to make predictions that you can run experiments on to test it. And that is the characteristics of, of a real scientifically meaningful theory. Well, absolutely. You have to be able to know what you're dealing with or at least find a way to replicate and reinforce the, the claim, the experience. I think experience is a better word, but that's just me. But you're right. If it's, and that's something that I have found in all my years of trying to do this, I, I don't mind reinventing the wheel, as it were, but I don't want to have to go back to the beginning of time to do so. <laughs> you mean right. like what I did? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> You're Literally. Funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no. But you've done uh, such a great job. Uh, and and you know I've developed some I've developed a theory of course uh, a, a bit further uh, since I published. So we'll probably be talking tonight about some of those, uh, you know, additional ideas and, and, and concepts. I'm good with that. When you're, when you spoke about the beginning of time, it was interesting because one of the foundations uh, that I talk about in my theory is the creation of the universe. Yes. The Big Bang. And that really is a paranormal event. It's not normally thought about that way. But once you try to, or, or once you succeed in giving a scientifically meaningful definition to what quote-unquote paranormal is, then it begins to blur the lines between these fields of study. And Indeed. we can find, we can discover, for example, that gravity is a paranormal effect. And things of that nature, the, the creation of the universe was a paranormal effect. And so that begins to gather everything under one umbrella. Indeed. Well, now, 
out of curiosity and because I know there are people who are going to definitely have opinions, as do you, um, can you explain your statement that the Big Bang was a paranormal event? Yes. <clears throat> and as I mentioned in, 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 in one of our email correspondences is that uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, things that I normally need to do when I'm answering these kinds of questions is to give a little bit of background information. Uh, and in this case, what what the background is here is the modern concept of information, not in terms of of like computer information, although it can be similar to that. Physics normally, uh, or at times, uses uh, words that we use in common language, but in physics they mean something a little bit different. Uh, so, for example, in school, most of us remember being taught the, uh, the the conservation laws of mass energy, or mass energy equivalency, mm -hmm. and they basically told us that matter and energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Uh, everybody's probably heard that. Absolutely. I've had it tossed at me in the middle of an investigation in the past. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what the, uh, uh, the addition is. Over the last several decades, uh, physics has... Uh, accepted the idea that the information from which mass and energy is assembled itself cannot be created nor destroyed. Now, that's a very interesting concept. That's uh, a very expanded concept. Yes, and, and what's interesting, when you talk about uh, paranormal phenomena, People talk about it uh, and try to explore it in all kinds of different ways. Primarily, they like to talk about frequencies a lot. Mm -hmm. They like to talk about frequencies. And they also like to talk about what I call the, uh, the, the criminology. Yes. The uh, perpetrator, the whodunit. So in the paranormal, it's dead Aunt Mary. Uh, and in UFO, and ufology, it's the aliens. But they all overlook the idea of information, the concept of information. And so, for example, just to give you an example, everybody knows, uh, well, everybody that's familiar with paranormal phenomenon knows what EVPs are, electronic voice phenomena. And they also know what disembodied voices are, which are the acoustic version of electronic voice phenomena, where you hear disembodied voices, literally. Yes. But cat, the one thing that every single one of them overlook is that these kind of phenomena 
like disembodied uh, um, uh, voices are a materialization of of information. Not to mention incredibly disturbing when you actually, you know, have that happen because it's not supposed to. The same. Well, yes. And here's where the concept of information helps us. Because when you think of these uh, manifestations as a materialization, now, what I mean by materialization is the scientific understanding of it. It's literally something that is made physical. It's something that turns into... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Do something physical. It materializes. The difference between a normal voice and a disembodied voice, like what you said, it's, it's kind of unnerving, is that there is no physical, local cause. Yes. Now, we talk around these kinds of ideas, but what I just mentioned, Kat, is the scientifically meaningful way of talking about it. There's causality. Yes. And there's non-causality. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kat. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to add here that when you were talking about people who are investigating and they, you know, they hear footsteps, 
and you know the causality how are there physical effects without something physical happening where is the causation there and I was so glad to see that in your in your writing because nobody I've heard that I've investigated with ever mentions that it's just like well I hear footsteps Why? yeah how uh. are you doing that like <laughs> or, I, or here's a who yes like I mentioned <laughs> you know when I had my first auditory experience I was walking into a room and someone said hello and I turned around thinking I was going to be greeting an innkeeper and there was no one there mm-hmm. and I was so taken aback because I'm thinking logically and there's no logical explanation sure disconcerting mm-hmm. for me personally Mm-hmm. Well, here's where thinking about it in a scientifically meaningful way leads us to the re- leads us to realizations that other ways of thinking will not. It, one of the examples I give, Cat. Uh, uh, and I believe that this example's in the book, is to talk about earthquakes and volcanoes that yeah. for centuries we have known all the phenomena associated with them. We know what they look like, what happens. Uh, we've written down and researched it for, yeah, I mean, it's been observed for thousands of years. But nobody looked at it the right way before. It's the same way with paranormal phenomena. Oh, we see this phenomenon. We felt a breeze and a door opens and closes by itself. And we hear a voice and we see an apparition. You could make the same kind of catalog of effects or events or observations about earthquakes and volcanoes. Yes. But... What was the cause behind it thwarted the greatest minds in the world until in the late 50s and the early 60s, uh, a, a handful of very brave geologists uh, revisited a theory that was uh, proposed by Sir Francis Drake, or not Drake, uh, Bacon. Mm-hmm. And he felt that the continents moved. Now, at the time, this was blasphemy. Yes, it was. In the field of geology. In fact, if you, if you suggested that such a thing could occur, you could be blacklisted in the field uh, from finding work. If you suggested that the continents actually move. Um, but... They came up with a theory, which we now call plate tectonics. Suddenly, with that theory, our minds were opened. The veil was lifted. And all these phenomena finally made sense. 
we not only could see what even a school child could explain it today. We not only saw what was the result or what caused earthquakes and what caused volcanoes, but for the first time, we understood how they were related. Yes. And moreover, we got a bonus in the deal. We discovered through that theory how mountains are formed. And that it's the same mechanism that causes earthquakes and volcanoes. And no, I, you know, I mean, literally in, in the year 1960, which wasn't that long ago, nobody knew. Nobody knew about any of that. They had ideas and speculations. So in paranormal phenomena, we have the same issue. The reason why the field does not advance. The reason why it just keeps going in circles and circles and circles without any new revelation is because there's no theory in which to plug all the data in. Yes. And that's what my super geometric theory does. Um, another shortcoming with paranormal investigations, and I don't want to offend anyone, but it's the truth that the vast majority of investigators have little or no idea what the scientific principles are behind what they're doing. Um, well, I found in large part people don't even understand the equipment that they're using and how it's expected to function and the application that they're utilizing it for, but they can use it because they saw it on a television show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the plumbers, right? <laughs> well, and the... And the others. <laughs> yes. But but. For example, what they overlook, let's say when they're recording equipment, uh, they don't, uh, most of them, and I've been on hundreds of radio interviews. Yes. A lot of them with paranormal investigators as hosts. And they don't even stop and think that when they're recording a, a sound, what they're actually recording is a set of information that is being transmitted as modulations on a propagating acoustic wave that disturbs the receiver and agitates it according to those modulations, like a microphone or your eardrum. They don't even think about that. Um, <clears throat> they're just trying to figure out how they can record or talk to dead Aunt Mary. Um, and so that's a problem. Now, I, on a handful of times, I ventured in it, you know, to uh, ask the question, do you know what the scientific method is? And they don't. Well, They couldn't answer it. And I, I'd ask them, well, how can you claim that you're investigating <clears throat> something scientifically when you don't even understand science sandbox 101? And do you get an answer? Uh, they try. I have not had a radio host uh, who was a paranormal investigator be able to answer the question. 
not one so, out of all the people that have interviewed you because I know a lot of them. That yeah, the hand, yeah, the handful that I asked, they were not, they could not describe to me the scientific method. So, you know, it's like uh, running around a house with an EVP meter or, or an electromagnetic meter or whatever is no more science, conducting scientists or scientific research than a tourist running around the Irish countryside with a video camera. They're not yes, conducting. because all you're doing is taking home what happened, not what why I it call, happened or how. Yes, what I call trophies. Yes, that's, a, mm -hmm. that's an apt word. Mm-hmm. They're like uh, professional bass fishermen that go from lake to lake to lake and see how many and how big and how much they can catch. A lot of money in that one, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's our problem, that, 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 that investigators are not thinking about it clearly. They're not looking at what is actually physically happening in front of their eyes because they don't have the scientific framework necessary to identify it. Um, and so part of what my theory does is provides that framework so that people can get at least some idea of what's going on. Um, materializing information is part of it. Um, uh, the idea that of non-locality uh, is another aspect of it. That's basic science, that everything has a cause and effect. And according to classical physics, every physical observable effect must have an equally physical cause local to the effect. Local is another one of those words that's used in science a little bit differently than it's used in common language. True, but it's imperative. Yes. Uh, in other words, if we're going to uh, listen to a terrestrial broadcast of a radio or even a TV, the broadcast antenna at the broadcasting station is broadcasting an electromagnetic magnetic wave. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That wave is received by whatever our receiving equipment is so that the antenna is local to the radio or the TV set. And it's local because the two are connected by a propagating electromagnetic wave. Um, you know, if we, <clears throat> if we open a window to let a breeze in and it blows a paper off the table, well, nobody's touching the, the, the paper, but the moving air molecules in the breeze are touching the paper. Therefore, the waves or the, uh, uh, the wind, the molecules in the breeze are local to the piece of paper. One of the things, one of the things that I had to realize very early, Kat, in this work, almost one of the first things that had to, uh, to be done was to come up with a scientifically meaningful definition of paranormal phenomena. Not the stuff that's been talked about for, heaven knows, decades, you know, up until in the 19th century. Yes. Uh, and what the, what the definition ultimately came to is that paranormal phenomena functions by way of non local causality that's the thing that makes a difference you know if you're in a dark room and you hear a voice and there's somebody talking to you in that room who's with you the propagating acoustical waves that are hitting your eardrum are local to the person's vocal cords who are speaking with you yes in a disembodied voice, in a paranormal vocalization, there is no vocal cords local to the, to the acoustical wave. So the acoustical wave and the resulting sound in your ear is non-local. There is no physical local cause that is modulating and, and and projecting, propagating an acoustical wave that would hit your ear or, or a recording microphone. So the scientifically meaningful definition of paranormal phenomena are events in which there is no local physical cause connected to it. We have to, I'm going to have to interrupt to go to a break. And I, I have a list of questions right here relevant to this topic that I'm going to at least get one of them in. <laughs> so oh, we, will, oh, <laughs> we will be right back. Y'all come back too. And I hope you're enjoying this interview with Thomas Fusco as much as I am. 
We'll see you on the flip side. You're listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk, only on Paranormal Experience Radio, broadcasting live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Come on, I'm Southern, but... Um, nope. That'll do. Hello, I am Kat Hobson, host of Paranormal Experience here on WBHN Digital Broadcasting out of Birmingham, Alabama. I enjoy having guests from all areas of the paranormal. From ghosts, to ufology, to cryptids, and beyond, you'll find some of the best researchers in their fields bringing you some great information. Join me on Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 p. Eastern here on WBHM Digital Broadcasting. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has brought you reports of the strange and unknown, all of them true. Fate Radio is carrying on that tradition, bringing you the unusual, macabre, strange, and bizarre. Join host Cat Hops Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WBHM Digital Broadcast. Listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk, only on Paranormal Experienced Radio, broadcasting live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome back to Fate Mag Radio, and I am just so pleased to be able to bring you tonight's guest. It's just been fantastic. We have had a great first couple of uh, segments. And Thomas Fusco, I am enjoying your information. I appreciate very much you being here. But I had to interrupt you, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, uh, that's okay. And thank you very much. Would you like to continue your thoughts? Oh sure, absolutely. Because we were continuing with the locality versus the non, the non-local. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, last time I checked, I think that's why I signed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And I'm so glad you did. Oh my! Oh, anyway, this is where things get really cool because. When you come to the scientifically meaningful definition of non-locality for paranormal events, and by the way, there's a reason why science uses the terms that it does, suddenly it gets us thinking a little bit differently, Kat. Indeed. Now we're wondering, okay, if A... We understand that paranormal phenomena is a result of non-locality. And furthermore, we understand that any observable effect 
Now, I mean anything. Anything that we see, anything that we hear, anything that we can measure, anything that we, we can record is a function of materialized information. Very important term. So, if paranormal phenomena has a non-local cause, there's no physical cause local to the effect that we observe. And if everything that we observe is a function of materialized information, as physics tells us it is, now we can begin to focus our mental eyeballs towards where the source of the information is. Since it's not local. Now we're beginning to lift the veil of mystery. And take a look at that. Uh, So where where do I get oh all right uh, we're on this subject let's talk about this information a little bit further let's say cat we have a paranormal investigative team and they're in there trying to help some poor family that keeps seeing dead aunt mary walking around the hallway or the kitchen or wherever she is you know and 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 Dead Aunt Mary's showing up pretty clear. And <laughs> you can't kind of recognize the features of the person. And one of the investigators, uh, you know, goes to the public library, the local public library, and starts looking through the archives and see if he or she can find any kind of an odd event that happened at that location. Maybe 100 years ago, uh, uh Let's say it's a it's it's the white lady, you know. Uh, in England, they see a lot of black dogs. Yeah. Over here, we see a lot of white ladies. And white dresses. Uh, yes. Like that's the, the only thing you get when you go. Ah, the lady in white. Yeah. Uh, so, let's say an investigator they find out some lady died in a house hundred years ago, and. They find a photo of the woman, make a copy of the photo, bring it back to the location, show the homeowners, they gasp. They say, oh, my goodness, that's the lady that we see walking down the hallway all the time. Well, that means that, that well, let's, let's look at the photograph scientifically for a second. That that photograph is a recording Mm -hmm. of the information that is being carried by the light waves that are reflecting off of the lady's figure, off the lady's body. And then those light waves carrying that information in the form of modulations reflects off the woman's body enters into the camera lens and is recorded on the film. The picture is actually a recording of information that was transferred to the film 
on a light wave. Okay. What if the photograph is not local? Well, I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> what if the photograph has not been there at the time that the apparition was seen? Oh, yeah. Well, you're 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 ahead of me. You're you're anticipating where I'm going with this. So the point is is that okay, the lady lived 100 years ago. The photograph is a recording of information about her exterior geometry. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Reflected off that geometry by light onto the, onto the film. Well, when you're seeing an apparition, and you can recognize it as the person in the photo. It's the same collection of information that's in the photo. Problem is, the lady ain't physically walking down the hallway. True. So there must be a source for that information that is no longer in the physical. Because the woman's body is, is rotted. It's, you know, gone. it's gone. It's turned to dust. So where is the information that is manifesting the apparition coming from? And that's where we start getting into the real causes and the real insights in paranormal phenomena. Um, because, you know, we've gone through the, the, all the, uh, the kind of, uh, conventional assumptions. It's somehow recorded on the fabric of space-time. Uh, not that space-time has any ability to record such information. Or play it back if it did. Ah, there you go, catcher. You're way ahead of me there. Not only... Not only play it back, but also project it 
in a specific location, almost like a hologram, and then have it have the projector move so that the figure walks down the hall. No Kanduski. Uh, no, it's it's somehow recorded in on the on the in the house. No, no Kanduski. Drywall and plaster and lathe do not have the capabilities of doing that. They don't even have the uh, the storage necessary to to store that kind of information, let alone the energy needed to store it over that period of time. It's just not there. It's not the crick that goes underground under the house. It's not the limestone rocks that are under the... They can't record these kinds of things. They can't store them, and they can't play them back. And on top of all of that, when it's all, it must be the stones, it must be this. Well, how is the information being materialized? Because remember... Apparition, the reason why people see apparition is because there's a surface that is either emitting or reflecting light waves, carrying the information about the geometry of the figure that we can see. So there also has to be a means for that information to be made material, to materialize. So we have two issues. We have information that is not being stored anywhere in a local physical location. We have no means that where the information could be being broadcast from another physical location. Of course, again, that would make it local because there would be a physical connection between the source and the observation. And we have no means by which that information can be materialized. Well, the wonderful thing, Kat, is we have one event in the field of physics that displays the exact same characteristics. And that is the beginning of the universe. Big Bang, where information information materialized from a non-local source. There wasn't, before the Big Bang, there was nothing physical. Therefore, the information cannot be originating from something physical because physical doesn't even exist yet. When the universe was created, they say the first thing that materialized was an expanding bubble of space-time. Space-time has a particular geometry. Geometry is what? Information. Isn't that funny? Now, when we, we look at the primordial particles... Let's say a neutrino was one of the particles that that physics say were among the very first. There's like five or six of them. A neutrino has a specific construction. 
It has a specific order. It has a specific set of information that makes up what it is and actually defines it as a neutrino. So it's not like we have this kind of a process in the beginning of the, of the universe where some kind of mama or papa pre-particle kind of got tried to get together and finally produced a child neutrino that then gave birth to all the other neutrinos in the early universe. Cat neutrinos begin to start materializing everywhere in the early universe at the same time. Which means the information for both the fabric of space-time, its geometry, and the geometry of particles like neutrinos and photons pre-existed the physical. They already existed in a place outside of the physical. That when the singularity which opened up and brought about the Big Bang occurred, this information passed through that doorway and began to materialize immediately according to the instructions of its information that determines its, its, its makeup. Well, that is a whole, a whole bunch of information. Yeah, I this always, I, but I always <laughs> stumble across. Where did it come from? So, while I appreciate the Big Bang, I still am always puzzled over. That's great. Where did it originate? So I am yeah. so I I can get bogged down in that for months. Not literally. <laughs> but well maybe literally I've never really tried. <laughs> well it's difficult. Uh, it Kat, is the difficult. reason why it's diff difficult for us to struggle with it uh or, or to reckon with it is that we're talking about something that predated space and time. Mm -hmm. Um Augustine wrote something very interesting about this um, way back in the 400s. Uh, he wrote about the, uh, the what he called a moot question where people would ask, what was God doing before he created the heavens and the earth? And he goes through it. I go through it in my book a little bit more detail, but basically what he says, take a look at the question. What is the first word? It designates a thing. There was no thing before the universe. Was is past tense. It's a designation. It's a temporal designation. It designates time. There was no time before the beginning of the universe. God, we can give that. The word God, the third word God, we can give that. Doing. What was God doing? Doing is a word that carries present tense. It has a temporal uh, uh, element to it. Therefore, 
We have to discard that word too. Before. Before is past tense. It refers to a designation in time. Indeed. So we have to throw that word out too. Uh, he. We can keep that. Okay. Created. Past tense. Time. The heavens and the earth. Physical things that didn't exist. Yet. Because they weren't created yet. Therefore, we find that our very brains and lips, our very physical lips, lack the integrity to actually verbalize the question correctly. So how can we reckon it? Go ahead. It's a very difficult thing. It is a very uh, difficult concept. There are a handful of physicists who have given this some thought, and they've come up with different terms. Now, David Bohm, one of the greatest mm -hmm. physicists of the 20th century, by no means a fringe or quackpot, a crackpot, called it what he called intricate order. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, what's the word? Implicit order. Implicit order. Implicate. That's the word. It's been a while. Implicate order that gave rise to explicate order. Explicate order means the physical universe. Mm -hmm. So he talked about an implicate order, which was a collection of information that existed before anything in the, uh, the universe uh, um, existed. David, David Finkelstein called them coherent superpositions. In, if, we if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Go into... Uh, uh, um parapsychology and we uh, we read about Edgar Casey. he called it the Akasha yes yours truly calls it super geometry it is a superset of physical geometry so that all geometry in the universe is a result 
of its super geometric equivalent above the speed of light, above the physical universe. Um, go ahead. <laughs> well, I am just, I had forgotten about Casey with the Akashic. That's where the Akashic comes in. Yeah, but, he was thinking the same way, but in his own frame of reference. Well, he did everything in his own frame of reference. He was a very interesting <laughs> yes. individual. It's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lori and Chad said, you are definitely a physicist. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> you know, and we are, um, we're actually past our news break. I will insert that later. And for our listeners, I am keeping time and I will just pop what needs to go in in but um, I don't really want to stop because this is such great information and I have a feeling Thomas that you're going to have to be back and back and back <laughs> and I hope you will come <clears throat> uh, yeah I've uh, <laughs> uh, I've been promised that before <laughs> well that's okay I actually, I actually mean it, and mm -hmm. I am fascinated. But because I've really never, I've never asked someone with your background that question. Can you explain this to me? Because I always, you know, come back to, well, origination. There's, you know, there's this, you know, biblically, at least, there's this supreme being with these great mad skills who decides yes. that he's bored and wants to create something. Yeah, yeah. And then everything just starts evolving. And then we have him come to us who, you know, Biblically, we're in his image. Well, men wrote the Bible. So that makes us gods, <laughs> you know, if we're created in, in his image. In a sense. I'm okay with. But yeah. it just goes on, and there's so much confusion. And every time I ask someone about that, I get, well, you just have to have faith. Well, no, I need logic. Yeah. Yeah. If I can have logic and faith, that would be great. Yeah. And yep. It says that the, the, the Bible says that his power and deity, Cat, I can't remember the exact wording, uh, but it says can be recognized through the things that are made. Yes. So we're not supposed to turn off our brain. Um <clears throat> If we have to turn off our brain to accept the existence of God, then I don't think we're thinking of it the way that we should. <laughs> well, no, because the answers are there. You just have to seek them. Yes. And that's what people who research and can't, you know, be satisfied without finding their answers 
do mm -hmm. as they seek. So, but thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Um, now, one of the things that we're, we're, when we're mentioning the Bible, because remember, my work uh, uh, joins together the spiritual and the supernatural and the yes, science. It, it creates a bridge that actually blurs the lines between the disciplines, so it's not easy to distinguish that there's a difference between them. Uh, and, and that's that's one of them plate tectonics kinds of theories. It is uh, indeed. That brings all the things together. Uh, one of the things that the Bible talks about, which is poorly understood by many Christians, because they don't really need to know it for the, their, their belief in salvation. They don't really need to know this. But there is a deeper aspect to it, and that is the mystical Christian understanding of what they call the Word of God, which is the logos. That's the Greek philosophical term for it. Uh, the, the Greek uh, manuscripts have the word logos that we, in modern language, in English, we, uh, you know, we translate it as, as, as word. Mm -hmm. um, so the first paragraph of John, John begins, in the beginning was the word, but the underlying Greek is logos. In the beginning is the logos. It's the word of God. All things were made through him. All things were made through it. So if we look at Genesis... In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but the earth was void and formless. It was like this formless, pre-material clay, this substance. Then God spoke the word light, and light materialized. So it's interesting that when we take a look at these you know, uh, the scientific uh, ideas of implicate order and, and, and coherent superpositions. And my theory of supergeometry and Edgar Cayce talking about the Akasha. Here we have in the Bible, the word. And it is the, it, there's a place in the Old Testament where it talks about wisdom of God, which is the Old Testament equivalent to the New Testament Word of God. He says, wisdom speaks in the first person and says, you know, when God was laying the foundations of the earth and the skies and all those things, he says, I was beside him. I was by his side as the craftsman, the artificer of all things. And so here we find this, this connection, uh, a bridge uh, between these various disciplines. Mm -hmm. And the key that most everybody overlooks, you know, Kat, even the theoretical scientists, the physicists often overlook it, is the idea of information. Um, 
This is why we have problems when we try to come up with theoretical models of what goes on inside of a black hole. Yes. Astronomical figure. Now, the public is familiar with the, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember all this stuff. I'm getting too old. Uh, oh, if you can't remember it, good heavens. Well, I did have some of it written down. Uh, <laughs> oh, that <clears throat> that scientist, he was the fellow that was in the, in the wheelchair. Hawking. Hawking. The Hawking model of black holes is what the public is mostly familiar with because that is what got most popularized sensationalized uh it came about in part through uh, uh hawking's book a brief history of time mm -hmm. which uh <laughs> which has been jokingly talked about the you know the greatest bestseller that no one ever read <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. mm. uh but the problem with the Hawking model is that it requires the destruction of information. You know, the black hole is like the information motel. Information comes in, but it doesn't come out. Absolutely. And since it destroys information, it violates the laws of, of the universe, laws of physics as we know it. Uh, so information is a very real element. It's just that most people disregard it. They don't think about it in that way. I would encourage I would encourage all paranormal enthusiasts and all paranormal investigators to keep in mind the concept of information because it's key. Everybody wants to talk about frequencies and waves, and they all want to talk about dead Aunt Mary. Well, there's this this uh, uncomfortable detail called information, <clears throat> and so you know, Kat. Here's how it relates. Now, now this is where I'm going to start talking about something where it gets real crazy uh, and very exciting and very disturbing at the same time. Very They're often related. Yeah, earth shattering paradigm shattering like plate tectonics was um, <clears throat> all right well let's see what we have here let's talk about a paranormal event uh, and by the way from my research and I think Kat that you would probably agree with this and most paranormal enthusiasts would is that when it comes to paranormally active sites, which we all know what that means, you know, call it a haunted house, call it whatever you want, but in paranormally active sites... It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. 
many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What we typically find is what I call a catalog of paranormal phenomena, of various phenomena. Uh, in other words, you have this same catalog, you know, mysterious sounds, things move by themselves, um, so on and so forth, disembodied voices. Uh, you know, you don't go to these paranormally active sites and, and expect to see a giraffe. Nor have you I know. ever. Yeah, or... or <laughs> You know, or the Eiffel Tower or a 57 Chevy. In other words, it's a fixed catalog. Yes. You know, uh, a ports, teleports. Some of them are rarer than others, but they still, when you count them all up, they create or they produce a fixed catalog of events. This is what comprises paranormal effects. There's a catalog of them. Uh, so one would say, one would have to say, assume that if we have these effects consistently being observed over and over again, various, various, uh, entries in the catalog, but always something that's in the catalog. Some of the bad sites are the great sites, depending on wh which way you look yeah, at it. Either way. Yeah. Um, may manifest all of them. All those different effects could be seen or, or observed. Uh, one has to begin to suspect that the set of mechanics what I call paranormal mechanics yes. that underlie paranormal phenomena must be the same. For each. For all. Yes. 
See, this is where paranormal investigators get screwed up because they start researching EVPs or they start researching this or that. And they come up with a, a hypothesis that could explain it like an EVP. But when you look at warm spots, suddenly that model just dissolves. Uh, or cold spots, suddenly it dissolves. That model does not explain the other phenomena. Uh, EVP doesn't uh, doesn't explain uh, mystery bleep breezes when all the doors and windows are closed. So right there is the evidence that all those existing hypotheses, those notions are wrong. And researchers need to think about that. <clears throat> well, they do. And that's one of the things that really drew me to you was the fact that this is where this is where our research coincided mm. to start with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. All right. Caught Let's my eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's in my wheelhouse. Um <clears throat> as as you could tell, I don't always take myself too seriously. <laughs> I really thought you might. I was a little nervous before we started. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? Yeah, like you got a, a broomstick sewn into your spine or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> very proper, yes. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> let's pick one. Let's pick a paranormal event from the catalog. Uh, that is something that... Uh, all right, Let, let's go the full money. Let's go for the Holy Grail, the full full body apparition. Full body apparition. All right, okay. I have yet but to full, see one. Well, uh, <laughs> but I know one. Yeah, I don't need to see one. All I know to do, all I need to know is that other people see them. <laughs> That's well. like what I say. Uh, you know, I don't need to know that there's uh, that we have vehicles up on Mars ro rolling around and taking pictures. I don't need to see them myself. You know, uh, other people know about them, and I trust the source. Uh, <laughs> <Be> dangerous. <laughs> yeah, really. What am I going to do? You know, build my own rocket ship and shoot one to Mars just to prove that it's real? Uh, anyway. And, and and folks at home, you could pick any, almost any observable phenomena out of the catalog. And we're going to be talking about the same kind of thing. Okay. Here's where the theory gets predictive. This is the cool part. All right. I love cool parts. Yeah. Now. Here's what we have. We have 
one of the 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 common reports of observations at the onset of a paranormal event not necessarily during it it happens during it but just before the paranormal event people have a tendency to read variations in the background electromagnetic field okay they read an elevation in the electromagnetic field uh, now that's not fully scientific but we'll take it as uh, anecdotal because to conduct science to prove that is very difficult can be done but it's extremely difficult to do out in the field but let's say for let's let's accept the anecdotal evidence that uh, there's enough observations of people notating a rise or a fluctuation in the background electromagnetic magnetic field right. with meters that they have at the onset of a paranormal event. Well, here's the cool thing. This is where it gets really cool. What? If if this mechanism is the same, Kat, as the mechanism that brought about the beginning of the of the universe in the Big Bang, the first thing that we believe occurred was the emergence of an expanding bubble of space time. Now, what would happen if that occurred? in the presence of what we call physical or, or, or what Einstein called material content. So let's say if it happened in the middle of the air, up in the air in the middle of a room, okay? Mm-hmm. The material content that surrounds that emerging event would be the air molecules. Yes. Um, so... What happens if we had an expanding bubble of space-time open up in the middle of a room where there's physical content, material content, let's say air molecules, one of the things that would occur is that that expanding edge of that bubble would cause a compression of the air molecules on its outer perimeter. That's not going to happen in a vacuum of space. But it will happen in the middle of a haunted house. Well, sure. Good point. So, what happens when we compress? There are several things that happen when we compress air molecules. We excite the electrons inside those atoms of the molecules. When we excite those electrons they jump up into their higher orbits around the nucleus of the atom. The result is the emission of an electromagnetic field. Fancy that. Imagine. But it doesn't stop there. One of the other things that that excitement 
would produce is a heat signature. Funny thing how heat signatures are detected. Another thing. That is fascinating. Yeah. This it whole gets, sequence is so accurate. Oh, cat, it gets crazier. Trust me, it gets crazier. Uh, and this is why it's the elephant in the room. It's what's staring everybody in the face and they can't see it, just like the plate tectonics. They can't see it. Now, if the compression was rigorous enough to where we have a lot of electrons that are that are jumping up in their orbits and their uh, to the next valences. When that energy is dissipated, the electrons fall back down into their lowest lower orbits around the nucleus. When electrons do that, cat, they emit photons. So now we have luminous phenomena. Exciting atoms and molecules so that their electrons jump up into their high, into higher orbits and then they drop back down and they emit photons. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's a, that's an LED. That is too cool. And that's you know, I, I was reading that 
and trying to wrap my head around it um, in your book. So mm-hmm. then I had to go and research LEDs. So <laughs> your your book is a vast network of rabbit holes, Thomas, but I love it. The, oh, yeah. It's absolutely. been said to... It's been said to uh, 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 to induce uh, uh, primal fetal positions and involuntary thumb sucking. <laughs> well, no, I just went and you know hit Google to go find my next reference. Is what I did. <laughs> so it's um it really is brilliant. I'm just gonna let you know that I find it so. But go ahead. We've gotten to the LEDs, which is our luminous apparitions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people do see lumin- luminous phenomena with no local physical cause. They don't no understand. Recognized. Yeah, since they haven't worked it out the way I'm talking about, they don't realize that the air molecules themselves are the local cause. It gets even cooler. Now, when you have this expanding bubble of space-time, you have a temporary reduction in air pressure inside the bubble. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And at some point in time, the laws of equilibrium, you know, balance what's inside the bubble from what's outside the bubble. But while it's manifesting, one of the things that the lower content in the atmosphere would cause is a cold spot. Mm -hmm. Here we got another one. We're going right down the catalog. You sure are. Ah. Now, Let's talk about EVPs. Well, let's go back to the beginning of the universe, where we have an expanding bubble of space-time. And information that begins to materialize from the other side, whatever you want to call it, the other dimension, whatever. (laughs) There's all kinds of words that have been used. You know, uh, I always said that uh, people talking about higher dimensions was evidence that they had no idea what they were talking about. Um, Because once you get outside of space-time, there are no dimensions. (laughs) Well, that's another show. Yeah, that's another show. Uh, uh, The idea of, uh, of singularities. And why there can't be any dimensions in in singularities, by definition. Um, Okay. Let's say we have a ghost. I'm going to use the conventional terms, but everybody will understand it. A ghost that is trying to speak. Now, a ghost doesn't have vocal cords. But what's being emitted in the opening of space-time, in that expanding bubble, is information. And I say that the way the universe is constructed, 
when information is injected in these bubbles, it automatically begins to materialize. It's a spontaneous effect that's brought about by the way the universe is actually constructed and designed. So let's say this vocalization drops down into this expanding bubble of space-time and begins to materialize. Well, information that is going to materialize is materializing in the form of modulations. Now, modulations are little variations that, you know, travel on a, on a, on a propagating wave. Um, so when that information of that vocalization begins to materialize, the electromagnetic field that is surrounding that bubble begins to take on that information. And the electromagnetic field that's around the bubble that they're detecting with their meters when the bubble is forming, that electromagnetic field is propagating. It's being projected, but this time it's carrying the information of the vocalization in the form of electromagnetic modulations. The wave propagates out, enters into a microphone, completely bypasses the acoustic diaphragm and goes directly to the coils of the microphone where it's inducted by the coils, goes into the recording device and device, the device records a voice where nothing was audibly heard because it was transmitted by an electromagnetic frequency. Well, that's well and good, but what, um, how do you get what appear to be specific answers to specific questions mm. with that method? Well, now we're talking about the, the perpetrator. We're talking about dead Aunt Mary. What my work concentrates on is the physics that's involved. The actual mechanics of paranormal phenomena. Um, is there an intelligence? Well, a collection of coherent information is intelligent. There's been recent studies with slime molds mm -hmm. that display a degree of intelligence when there's no nervous system and there's no intellectual, you know, there's no brain, there's no nervous system. And in fact, the whole thing is one giant single cell. So coherent information can be intelligent. I say for the time being, we don't know who's talking. We don't know whether it's dead Aunt Mary or not. Well, that's another aspect that lends itself to be careful what you wish for. 
Because you don't know who you're in communication with. Yeah, you really don't. Even what if she I uh, says it's dead Aunt Mary. Yeah. What I uh, what I equate this to is a library computer mm-hmm. that has information on a hard drive. And somebody could call up the information and get recordings and pictures and all kinds of things. But you have no idea who's operating a computer. Or who uh, left it there. Well, yeah, we're assuming that the computer is left there from the, uh, or is there because of the way the universe is put together. Um, there are some things beyond that veil, so to speak, that we can't know for certain. Mm-hmm. I think it's that principle that since we are a component of the universe, that there's a limit to what we can understand about the universe at large, uh, because we cannot encompass the universe the universe encompasses us Uh, so there's a limit to what we can know but taking this a little bit further uh, let's set aside for the moment the conversation about the criminology and continue to focus on the forensics Mm -hmm. which is what I'm doing because there's been centuries full of people who have talked about the who done it. <laughs> True. Uh, you know, and that that's a never-ending circle. I want to know. I don't want to know about the criminal who killed the victim. You know, like in a crime scene. That's the criminology department. They're going to do psychological profiles and all this kind of thing figured out. Why he did it, where he did it, you know. I want to know about the gun. I want to know how the gun operates. I want to know how the gun fires. I want to know how it kills. I want to know how the bullet entering the body creates certain uh, uh, spray patterns of blood that can be analyzed and traced. That's my job. I'm the forensics department. And, uh, you know, it, for a large part in this field, has been out to lunch. Uh, you know, everybody's a criminologist. And, and forgive my attitude about it, but it, it's frustrating. Uh, but anyway, be that as it may, uh, if the information that is materializing reaches a certain level of materialization, it becomes an audible phenomenon. Yes. It can be heard with the ear, like the footsteps and the voices and all that. What's causing that? Based on this super geometric model, the fabric of space-time that is at the edge of these expanding bubbles is actually working like a like a speaker the very fabric of space-time is vibrating with the patterns of information that are materializing inside the bubble that's why you can hear a voice where there's nothing there wow because it's actually coming from the from the actual fabric of space-time it's being used as a 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As kind of a speaker, uh, how do we know those kind of things work? Einstein's theory of relativity and the fact that space-time is a field. It's a substantive field. This is why he predicted that if they photographed an eclipse in a certain way, a star that was hidden behind the sun, an image of it would show up on both sides of the, of the uh, eclipse because it was traveling around the curvature of space-time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the light from the from the from the obscured star, the universe changed when he proved that, or when the uh, the photographers proved it for him. Um, he made a prediction that was experimentally testable. See, one of the uh, predictions that this theory makes is that EVPs are able to be recorded inside of a vacuum. That's a prediction. Because they're electromagnetic in nature, it should be able to be recorded in a vacuum because the air molecules are not necessary for the propagation of electromagnetic waves. And that experiment has already been done and has been proven true. That's one of those predictive experiments. Yes. Okay. Well, let's say, so we have all these uh, uh, phenomena out of the catalog so far. Uh, Ergo, you know, what we're saying is that if that information that's materializing in that bubble is the same information that came off of that woman who was photographed 100 years ago, And that the effect, the electromagnetic effect of the compression of the molecules of the air on the outside of the bubble is creating luminous phenomena. Well, that that luminosity will take on the modulations that correspond with the geometric 
information of the figure of the person so that you will actually see an apparition. As well as here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well as detecting, you know, heat signatures and cold spots and all that kind of thing. Um, certain frequencies of electromagnetic fields can neutralize a battery. Can neutralize an electrical source. Now, the paranormalists who are all tied up in their head over the criminology, over the who done it, let's say, well, the the spirit is drawing energy from the batteries in order to manifest. Well, same thing happens in UFOs. Nobody thinks that the UFO is draining the battery out of your car so that it can fly. So I've this never is. Go really ahead. We made that connection between UFOs and batteries. Oh my, yeah. You know that's a that's not an uncommon phenomenon where suddenly the cars shut off, people can't restart them, while the UFO is present. But in ufology, we don't think that the battery in the car or a flashlight that's no longer working is being drained so the UFO can fly. It's understood that it's emitting some kind of a, an electromagnetic field that's causing a dampening effect, which we, we know. Uh, they've already designed weapons that they can fire at vehicles and shut them down because it, it, it di disrupts the electromagnetic fields that are at work in it. Right. So what I'm saying is what happens in paranormal events is the exact same thing. Not that the battery is being drained by the ghost. However, a person learns how to do that after they die. I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense. It's like trying to explain, that's what I was talking about, is like trying to explain a phenomenon in isolation. Right without realizing that the whole catalog is the same set of mechanics that's occurring underneath. Expanding you know, bubble. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just <laughs> going to say, when I was reading about the mechanics side of things, it was exciting because there's a, a logic, a methodology in place to create the effects that are the paranormal anomalies. Yes. It's a cool thing. And if we stand back and look at it for a moment, and forget all the preconceptions, just look at the observable phenomenon. UFOs display many of the characteristics of paranormal phenomena. Yes, they do. I claim that the mechanics behind both are the same. And if they are <clears throat> aircraft, if they are spacecraft designed by an intelligence, then that intelligence, I say that intelligence has discovered and has mastered 
the mechanics of paranormal phenomena. Because they have to exist. The universe is a system, which means everything that occurs inside the universe has to follow the laws and principles governing the system inside which those events occur. So if paranormal events occur, that's the whole foundation of supergeometry. If paranormal events occur, that means that the universe is put together in a way that allows it to happen. A paranormal phenomena actually works in accordance with as yet discovered laws and principles to govern the greater universe. So if a alien species mastered this, if we mastered it, if we mastered it, we could easily create craft that display all the characteristics of a UFO, including no visible propulsion. Funny thing, I don't know how many people have made the connection between UFOs that travel with no physical means of propulsion and when objects get tossed around by a poltergeist with no visible means of propulsion. Touche. It's all over the place. It's, it's, it, it's, the connections are everywhere. All you have to do is dispel the preconceptions, have a basic understanding of the related scientific principles, and then just let the evidence speak for itself. It's what Tesla did. Everybody was trying to shove electrons through electrical devices by direct current. More and more, harder and harder to drive, you know, machines, light bulbs, all those kind of things. Tesla looked back and just, Nikolai Tesla just said, wait a minute. Why can't you pass the same electron through the device back and forth? Ergo alternating current. Mm-hmm. It, it, his genius, people seem it, 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 as, they think that's genius, but the opposite is true. Tesla looked at it like a child. He looked at it like a child would look at it. And that's how he was able to see what all the great educated minds in the world could not. Um. If you have an expanding bubble of space-time and it's pressing on the surrounding atmosphere and the bubble expands fast enough, you will have a breeze where there is no open doors or windows. Yes. And and I'm moving a little bit faster now because I see we're getting near the end. (laughs) One of the things that that was understood in the early universe when this bubble of space-time expanded was it created the effect of gravity it created a gravitational field um, which the implications of that are mind-blowing this is even beyond what I'm talking about right now that's for another show uh So if this expanding bubble of space-time occurs inside of a a house, 
haunted house and it's generating its own gravitational field, which, by the way, has already been experimentally proven. That was another prediction this theory made that someone conducted an experiment and demonstrated it. Uh, what would happen if there was an increase in the gravitation, local gravitational field? You would get a feeling of heaviness. Yes. At the onset of a paranormal event. Oh, I'm telling you, Kat, it goes on and on. This is just so fascinating and bizarre. Yeah, it's in that not enough people are educated in this. Not enough people who are going out and trying to understand the phenomena that are being reported understand this. Uh, it That's hasn't been. Story. Yeah, it hasn't been from a lack of trying. Well, I I do know that, but. I mean, I have been trying, and there are things that you've tossed at me that are new to me. So I'm yeah. loving it. There's never been a theory like this before. No. Uh, Not and, and Yeah, it, it's a, a gosh, you know, a, a, an associate of mine, a loose associate has his own theory. He does. He developed his own theory, which is not quite as universal as mine. But it's a very similar idea, <clears throat> and it makes very similar predictions. And that he talks about this expanding bubble as being the mouth of an Einstein-Rosen bridge, oh. which is the collective colloquial name for that is a wormhole yes. uh, he calls it a wormhole uh, and that's fine uh, because uh, Einstein uh, and Dr. Rosen worked together to try to solve a problem that he was having with his unified field theory a and the problem had to do with gravity and he had to come up with a way to generate a gravitational field in a structure of space-time without having any local material, any local material content. In other words, the conventional idea of gravity, it's generated by physical bodies. All physical bodies generate gravity. Well, Einstein understood that more to the extent that all physical bodies were surrounded by a field of gravity. That's saying something very different. Yes, that is. And, <laughs> and this is where supergeometry is one of the things for another show. But it's where supergeometry, what I say in my, my blurbs, cracks the code of creation. Because it actually gives an insight in how the universe was formed and how things come into being. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, so you'd have mystery breezes. Uh, if you had a, if a 
Diffluential field bubble, that's what I call them, uh, was able to be moved super geometrically, which it can, then the materialized object inside of it would move without any known means of propulsion because what's actually being moved is the bubble of space-time that surrounds the object. And we were taught in school, of course, that all objects, even atoms and molecules, are surrounded by space. Yes. When you touch, when you touch a tabletop with your finger, you're not actually touching the tabletop. You can't. There's a field of space that separates them. What you're feeling when you're pressing down on is the field of space that surrounds the object that you know, you're trying to touch. Um, oh, gosh. So then you have, you know, mysterious movements. Oh, cat, it just goes on and on. Well, it does, and we haven't even touched on very much of it, and we are out of time. You know, we didn't even get to a role of good and evil. Uh, so we're going to have to do this again. That's where the diffluence comes from. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We are going to have to do this again soon. So I have had the best time with you. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Well, it was for me as well. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be going back and listening to this going, oh, my. <laughs> And they'll just have to listen again because the explanations are very good. So, and we'll also we'll also talk about why the paranormal field really does not want anything to do with my super geometric theory. Well, we can a lot talk. Of work involved with that, but yeah. I do want people to know that your website is www.cosmiccosmicveil one word dot com and the book link is at that site and you can see order the book it's and I'm going to tell you that my poor little highlighter has died from going through this book <laughs> and it gave it up for the cause <laughs> so you know it's um, it is a great research tool it's a great educational tool. There is so much information. I I have been working my way through this for some time now. And I continue to, to stop and go back and stop and go back because everything is interconnected to a degree. You're going to love the work that you put into this. It is, again... The Cosmic Veil, and I have completely lost my full time. Well, it's right here with me. Beyond the Cosmic Veil. A behind. New behind. Uh -huh. Thank you. Behind the Cosmic Veil, a new vision of reality merging science, the spiritual, and the supernatural. And the website is 
CosmicFailVEIL.com. So go get that and enjoy it. And let me know what you think because I am definitely up for having a conversation with any of you about it. Thomas, I am so appreciative of you. Thanks again. And thank you. And everyone, take care. Have a great week. And just remember, if you don't like what the world looks like, you can change that. Just manifest it. You can. Thanks and good night. You're listening to WBHM, digital broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk only on Paranormal Experience Radio. Broadcasting live, live, live out of Birmingham, Alabama.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.